Well, good day and welcome to the online ministry for St. Augustine's Anglican Church here in Inverell. My name's Matt and it's wonderful that you're joining us for our fifth Sunday service for Sunday the 29th of May 2022. And now being the fifth Sunday, uh, we have a mission focus today and our mission focus is partnering with Open Doors. Open Doors are an organisation that seeks to support uh, the persecuted church, persecuted Christians right around the world. Now, we know that one in seven uh, Christians globally are persecuted for following the name of Jesus. And so Open Doors exists to to partner with and strengthen the church uh, amidst this persecution. Uh, Friends, as we begin our time today, uh, hear these words from 1 Corinthians, uh, these words which uh, challenge us to remember that we together, globally, Christians, are the, the redeemed people of God. Hear this from 1 Corinthians 12. God has put the body together so that there should be no division in the body, so that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. Friends, we are the redeemed people of God, uh, and we know that through Jesus, even when things are hard, we have a reason to rejoice. And so let's begin our time uh, with a moment of praise. be 
friends, today uh, we're thinking about Open Doors and the work they do to support persecuted Christians around the world. Uh, hopefully this month, as we've been focusing on them, uh, you've been praying with them for Christians. Uh, if you don't know who they are yet, though, uh, take a look at this video as we think about the work they do in supporting people doing it tough for the name of Jesus. What does following Jesus cost you? Safety? job security, family and friends. 340 million Christians in places like North Korea, Afghanistan, India and China are denied access to jobs, education, they are arrested, attacked and even killed for following Jesus. For over 65 years, Open Doors has been helping people follow Jesus all over the world, no matter the cost. When you partner with us, your generous donation will help the persecuted church survive by providing discipleship, emergency relief, and community development. Pray with a secret believer in the Middle East. Deliver a survival pack to a Christian in North Korea. Smuggle Bibles to an underground church leader in China. Well, our goal is not to end persecution or in many ways to even avoid it. It's to help people stand in the face of it and shine as brightly as they can for Jesus. We are one body. When they hurt, we all hurt. If we don't shine a light, they suffer in darkness. If the church doesn't help the church, who will? Walk hand in hand with the persecuted church and overcome the things that stop us from following Jesus together. And learn from those who are willing to risk everything for Jesus. Today, will you help people follow Jesus no matter the cost? Well, friends, let's pray now as we come to hear God's word together. Eternal Father, almighty shepherd of your people, you have promised that those who follow Jesus will be persecuted. And we pray for your children right around the world who are suffering mistreatment, imprisonment, loss of possessions, or threats of death for their allegiance to you. By your mighty power, keep them faithful to you and be their shield and defense, their refuge and their stronghold. Shelter them under the shadow of your wings, that they may not fear their enemies, and help us to uphold them in, in our prayers, that together we may walk in the light of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and not be ashamed to confess him as Lord to the glory of your name. Our Father, please help us to hear your word as you speak. Amen. Uh, friends, we invite you to uh, pause the video for a moment now, and... Uh, grab a Bible and let's read our passages for today. Uh, these passages are uh, 2 Timothy 3, 10 to 17 is our first one. Our psalm for today is Psalm 43. And the Bible passage that I'll be sharing uh, with from in a little moment is John 15, uh, starting at verse 18, going through to 16, 4. That's John 15, starting at 18, through to 16, verse 4. Friends, pause the video for a moment, uh, read these passages uh, with those who are with you right now, and then we'll come to think about them together. Well, friends, let's pray as we come to think about God's Word together. 
Heavenly Father, please quieten our hearts. Please speak to us and please help us to leave here praising Jesus as we think about the one who died for us and the one we follow. Amen. Well, I wonder if you're someone who likes surprises. Perhaps you do like surprises. Or perhaps you're more like me and you like to have life planned out. You like to know what's coming. Uh, Either way, we know that in life there can be good surprises. We're pregnant. Surprise. Right, that's a good one. Or there's also, on the other hand, get your tax return back and surprise, you owe money. That's not a good one. Uh, But surprises, you might be the kind of person who generally you like surprises. But perhaps, perhaps I can feel justified in not liking them though, because in our passage today, we see Jesus, he doesn't want his followers to be surprised. Now here in John's gospel, Jesus, he's talking to his inner group of followers. They're around the dinner table together and he shares some of the greatest news that there is. But when we get to chapter 15, verse 18, our passage today, we see that being a follower of Jesus will also mean hardships here on earth. And Jesus doesn't want us to be surprised about that. So what's the big idea of our short little passage as we think about it now? Let me tell you, here it is. Don't be surprised if the world hates you for being a Christian. It hated Jesus too. Now, Jesus wants us to know that persecution is a normal part of the Christian experience. Look at verse 18. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. Now, when he's talking about the world here, he's obviously not talking about the ground beneath our feet or the trees outside we hope don't fall on us. No, he's talking about people, people who don't follow Jesus, people who are living in active rebellion against God. And then Jesus' point in the next verse, verse 19, is that people would love you if you were one of them. But if you're a Christian, that means that Jesus has chosen you out of the world. You don't belong to them anymore. You belong to him now. And he says at the end of verse 19, that is why the world will hate you. But why does belonging to Jesus mean hatred from the world anyway? Why? What does he say next? Continue in verse 20. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. Now, if the one we follow was hated, despised, rejected, if he was sent to die a brutal, agonizing death by his own people, then should we expect to be treated well by those around us? Jesus says, no way. Keep reading verse 20. If they persecuted me, he says, they will persecute you also. And Jesus couldn't be clearer here. If we stand with him, then we will face hardships from other people around us. So what is persecution? Well, at its core, persecution is any active opposition against God's people simply because they are committed to Jesus. I'll say it again. Any active opposition, this is persecution, any active opposition against God's people simply because they are committed to Jesus. And we see the critical point of persecution in verse 21. Have a look down. It's because of the name of Jesus. And so we shouldn't mistake persecution for being a Christian with simply being a buffed. If you're not speaking in love, 
if you've got an offensive personality or you're you're not socially aware, well, that's not what we're talking about. Those are things you need to work on. No, persecution is when you're treated unfavorably simply because you identify yourself with Jesus. And there's obviously varying degrees of what persecution around the world looks like also, isn't there? I mean, Christians here at the early church, we look at uh, chapter 6, Jesus tells us that one of the realities for them is that the Jews are going to kick them out of their meeting spaces. Now for us, persecution may include shunning from our family. It may be a loss of promotion. Maybe we get mocked. Maybe we get uh, slandered by people who we thought were our friends. You may be familiar with some of these things. But as we look at stories further around the world, stories that are brought to us by people like Open Doors, we see that a reality for many Christians in other countries is persecution means a loss of their home, a loss of their family, often imprisonment. And at its boldest and most extreme, persecution means torture, rape, even murder, simply for following Jesus. And sadly, these stories, they're not uncommon ones. Because Jesus was persecuted, so will I be. And so are my brothers and sisters all around the world. Now, in many ways, our experience is, is quite different from theirs. But we need to remember that together... We are part of the body of Christ. We share a union through him. And so we we can't look away when another part of the body is suffering. We need to stand with the persecuted church. And that starts simply by being aware of what's happening to our brothers and sisters around the world. And then secondly, we need to at least be committing committing them to the Lord in prayer. But Jesus' point here is simple. Hatred and persecution shouldn't take Christians by surprise. In fact, if you look down at verse 25, he says that scripture prophesies this. And that's how God's people have always been treated throughout history. And so if persecution is the reality for Jesus' followers, what should our response be? Now, the temptation for Christians throughout history has been to withdraw from secular society around us. Is that what we should do? Should we withdraw? Well, no, as we keep reading, we see that, no, no, we don't withdraw, but we continue to boldly stand up for Jesus and speak the gospel. Now, in the first few verses of chapter 16 here, Jesus is saying, he's he's telling them that we need to be ready for it. And so that it doesn't cause us to stumble in the faith. But back up in uh, verses 26 and 27, Jesus is quick to point out that in the midst of persecution, His followers have an active role. Did you see it? It's a role that we share and perform with the Holy Spirit. What is it? In partnership with the Holy Spirit, amidst the persecution from the world, followers of Jesus are called to testify. That's it. That means that we're called to keep living and speaking the life-changing news of our Lord Jesus. The news that... You can have a relationship with God through him, through this Jesus who was hated for no reason, for no reason except that he calls out the pride and wickedness of our sinful hearts, hated for no reason other than offering forgiveness of sins and life with the Father in heaven. And so while our present union 
is the source of the world's hatred of Christians. This present union with Jesus should also be the source of our greatest comfort. For we know the one who was persecuted and died for us. And so friends, today let's take comfort in that great love. And in the power of his spirit, let's continue to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world. And let's continue to live and to speak boldly of this Jesus who died for us, that others would come to know and find life in him too. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that you so loved us, that you sent your son, Jesus, into our world, that he would live that he would die and that he would rise again also that we can have life with you. Father, thank you that this is the thing that unites Christians, not only here locally for us, but all around the world. We know that we stand as brothers and sisters with them because of Jesus. Father, help us to take seriously uh, the need to support them, to pray for them. And as we face hard times as Christians, to continue speaking the gospel. Father, we pray for them uh, that as they face the as they face even worse, in fact, that they will be bold in living for Him, uh, living for Jesus, the one who gives us hope, even in the worst of life, because of the future that You promise with Him. Father, we pray all this now, uh, trusting ourselves to Your care. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go to a time of praise. Sister, let me wipe your tears Brother, let me bear your fears Come on, every daughter, every son Let us walk in love, for we are one Though we walk along and broken road We are here to Forgive as you've forgiven us Let us walk in love for we are
Well, friends, we continue now in a time of prayer. And so I invite you in a moment to pause the screen. Uh, there'll be a blue screen. Uh, and then after that, I'll put a slide up that uh, has some things from Open Doors that you can be uh, praying for or with them. Our friends, we want to be loving our brothers and sisters in Christ. We want, we want to be standing with them, uh, unified in his body. And so uh, let's pray, uh, praying for things locally, praying for things globally, and especially praying for our brothers and sisters. Uh, after that, we'll go to a time of praise again. Yeah. 
Well, friends, no matter where you are, uh, we have a Savior who is strong and kind. So let me finish with these words uh, from Jude. To him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God and Savior be glory, majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages now and forevermore. Amen. Friends, we hope you have a great week. Uh, We'll see you next time.